0: Welcome to Identical Cousins, Episode 12, Flexible... Oh, 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 go, go, go.
1: I was going to suggest the title. What the hell were you thinking, Michael? I was
0: thinking more like Flexible Minds, but I'll go with that. What the hell was I thinking, Michael? Yeah, there you go.
2: What the hell
1: were you thinking?
0: Yeah, well, okay. So the interesting thing is I've gotten so much feedback on this. All right, so for those who don't know, and if you don't know, you've probably been not listening to our podcast before this episode. I had made some statements, and I still stand behind them, that putting a dock icon badge on Fantastical for iPhone, that is the red notification badge that, you know, indicates a value... Um, for showing informational things like the date or on a weather app, some of them show the temperature is a bad thing, right? Yeah. And I think it's bad still because it's a status and the notification badge is meant for a count to tell you and notify you of something that needs to be taken action on. So lots of users were requesting it. And as you know, and as our listeners know, I more or less said over my dead body, is it going in? But of course, when shipping time is coming, because obviously, as you know, 1.1 shipped yesterday. We're recording this on March 8th, and it shipped on March 7th. Um, you know, a, a couple of weeks before ship time, I think, maybe like two or three weeks, you have to make decisions on, well, what's going in, what's not going in. Well, one of the features we had in was a badge app icon. And that badge app icon had one setting only. Well, we sort of had two, but basically it was one. And what that was was to show today's remaining events or none. So either you could have none at all, right? Mm-hmm. Or you could have it show today's remaining events. And what's really clever about today's remaining events is it's only timed events, because obviously you don't want to counting all day events or otherwise, A, it'll count events all the time. Right. And B, they'll never go away. They're all day events. So that's not helpful, right? Mm-hmm. So what we do is we calculate when an event has passed. So let's say it's 9 to 10 a.m. Once 10 a.m. has passed, the event has passed, we remove the count. Right? Yeah. And, a, and a new, another new feature in 1.1 is now we dim the event when it's passed so you don't have to focus on it. Really nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. So we had this app icon badge setting. And what basically happened was the amount of noise and requests for this today's date, pr- basically people want it on the icon. I'm not saying that they requested it on the badge, right? They requested it on the icon. But we can't do that, right? The springboard's locked down. Right. Yeah. No way to do yeah. that. No way to do it. So... What, what happened was Kent and I discussed this and we took a step back and instead of just saying like what we believe in all this stuff, we just talked about the situation. Okay, people want dates on the icon. They've, they've complained about it loud and clear. In fact, I'd say it's probably our top three requested feature. Not the Doc Icon badge, but just a date on the icon like Apple does it.
2: Mm-hmm. Can't do it. Yeah.
0: So we said, okay, if we have Doc Icon badge as an option and we don't include today's date for people who want it, Again, I don't think it's right, but people want it. It's basically inviting hundreds of emails that then we have to field with support, reply to them, explain that, you know, sorry, you're not getting what you want. And sort of just, you know, this is going to be an ongoing thing because people are going to see this doc badge icon plan to go to, oh, date's not there. I mean, there's just going to be new customers after new customers wanting this. Mm -hmm. Yep. So we literally said. Just so you know, Kent's not as against it as I am. He doesn't agree with it, but he's like, you know, whatever. I'm really against it. I still stand behind my sentiment, statement, and feeling that I'm against it. But the amount of support, the amount of frustrating users, and the amount of basically just saying, well, we're not adding it for the sake of anyone." It, when it's such a simple thing to add, right? And remember, this is the key also that pushed me over the edge when Kent was arguing for it. It's opt-in. So it's not going to confuse someone Obviously, it's confusing, right? It's a notification badge. It's supposed to notify you of something. Right, sure. But in this case, you have to specifically go to settings, go to app icon badge, and say today's date. So you know what you're getting into. You know you're tapping today's date for app icon badge. So when you back out and you see an app icon badge, you're like, oh, that's today's date. hmm yep. So as I thought about all the pieces, I said I don't agree with it design-wise, you know, from a user experience point of view. But because it's being opted in and because people want today's date and it's the only way to do it, Seems to make sense, and I shouldn't be that inflexible at doing it. And, you know, my company's name is Flexibits, and I'm serious. The name was picked because we're flexible. We want apps that are flexible, that kind of work the way you want them to work.
1: You're the Olga Corbett of software. Thank you. I Mm -hmm. take that as a compliment. Not that any of our listeners remember who Olga Corbett was. (laughs) Someone's Someone's got to know. know. Hopefully. And the the
0: point point is is that it it doesn't... I mean, I don't like it, but... I I really 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 don't feel as bad about it now, and the reason why I don't feel uh, feel bad about it now is because again it's opt in, right? So that, the people that, that who want it difference. have it. Yeah. It's kind of tucked away, hidden, and who does it hurt? But I, I I guess I guess I get why people are surprised it went in, especially when I was you know the only people who are surprised it went in are listeners of a podcast, right? Because I don't yeah, think right. I tweeted about it. I think I just kind of went off on the rant on our podcast. Yeah, but I. I it's almost funny that I got called out on it. Like, how dare you change your mind? Da, da, da. I mean, if people were just interested in hearing why I changed my mind, that's totally awesome. And I'm actually glad that's cool that people want to know. But I kind of feel like a couple people were giving me enough where it was like, how could you change your mind? You know, it's such a, it's such a bad thing to put in. Like it, it almost makes you feel like I want to teach a lesson here, or at least a lesson from this that maybe will help other people in that. Sometimes it's okay to think about a situation and not necessarily do what's exactly the right thing. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, uh, uh, absolutely. I I think your reasons for including this, um, they work. You know, the fact that it's opt-in is obviously a huge difference. I think a good way, yeah, exactly. I think a
0: good way to to figure out if something is the right thing to do, and you know, this isn't a zero-sum game, right? It's not all right or wrong. Right. But when you start to break it down and think about the pros and cons, and Kent and I, this is like the story of our lives when we design apps. What's the worst that could happen? What's the benefit, right? Mm Mm-hmm. You start to go down that path, things start to become a lot clearer about what sort of is right and what sort of is wrong. And I think in this one, as a zero-sum game, it's wrong, right? It's not a notification badge; it just should not be there. But if you think about all of the attributes and all the parameters and all of the factors, it makes a lot of sense, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it totally does.
0: So that's it. There's there's the story. There's the uh, you know breaking news that everyone's been waiting to hear of why uh, and how it went in there. And um, you know, there you go. And actually I'm gonna. I, First half of the show, I guess, you know, we discussed this sort of about Fantastic Hal 1-1 because I got a couple stories of things that happened. Um, Fantastic Hal 1-1, I would actually say, is one of the biggest learning experiences since we started Flexibits of like things that went wrong or things that caused controversy like the doc badge icon. So I think these stories might be interesting for
1: our listeners. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. So, so there is a thing yeah. about human nature, right, where, you know, if of you course. say something and, and you say it rather strongly that people do like to point out later that, hey, you changed your mind. What the heck?
2: Yeah. Well, that's how I, I feel. I some... feel almost
0: bad. I don't feel bad like, oh, I'm not allowed to change my mind. Like it almost makes me feel like
1: I'm not like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. People change their mind about things all the time. Um, the, the key question is, do you have good reasons? And the fact... Is yeah, you do. So, hey, that's well, fine. Thanks.
0: Thank it, you. I mean, yeah. I, I wanted to actually know, we haven't talked about this up until now. I wanted to know what you actually thought about my reasons because I felt like when we made the decision, the, the the part that's funniest about this is I'm the one that, like Kent said, it's your decision. If you don't want it, just say the word it's not in. You want it, it's in. It came down to me like executive decision. Mm-hmm. And I made the decision and kind of like, I'm like, even at, this, at the end, I was sort of like, no, it's the right thing to do. Don't be stubborn. Just for the sake of saying something's right again, zero-sum game, you have to think about it for everyone. Because after all, the app is made for everyone, right? Or at least that's the goal.
1: That's right. You you have a responsibility to your users. That's right. And, and if you you may have a, a strong uh, a strong position, a strong theoretical position um, with good reasons. But if you're doing a disservice to your users, you've got to step back and think about it a little bit more. And I think you came up with the right approach. Opt-in. Sure. Thanks. That's cool. Yeah.
0: Well, I think, the opt-in, I think the opt-in idea is actually what made me sort of... I mean, it was always going to be opt-in anyway, right? You'd have to select it as an option.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Never would anything like that be default anyway. I mean, the only way it would be default is if we could put it on the icon, and then it would just be on the icon, right? The icon would magically show the date. Yeah. yeah. Well, then you know, you know then we'd get people complaining,
1: I, I don't want to see the date on my icon. I want
0: an option to turn that off.
1: Mm-hmm. The funny thing is the date <laughs> seems like it's displayed everywhere on iOS, I, I, well, so that's the thing. I still I just don't know don't why get. people are asking yeah, for this.
0: Totally. You you have it on the lock screen. Yeah. And the thing the thing that I actually do myself, I'm not joking, because I don't like that. Even with the date badge being in there, I use today's past events. I think that's so handy because I can see, hey, it's sure. number two. I still have two events today, right? One of them is mm-hmm. a podcast and one of them is something else. And obviously, the podcast is still showing up because I put in for three to four o'clock when four o'clock hits, then that number, dec- dec- uh, you know, dec- dec- I can't say, oh my God, what's the word? Decrements. Thank you. Decrements. I was going to say dec- decrements, but decrements. So yeah, and, and I mean, that's a really handy badge thing. But you know what I do? I have a folder that I put calendar in. Mm. You know the folders show the smaller icons? Yeah. So I always have a small, like today, I have a small eight. You no know, Fantastic, yeah. Fantastical. All right. So it's a way to keep Fantastical on your home screen. Because that's, that's the other thing. Oh, I want to keep Fantastical on my home screen. I don't want to use calendar anymore.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, if anything, it's actually very honoring right like hey we want the date badge on your icon we want the date on your icon because we only use your app we want to get rid right, of the calendar sure. so that's really cool to hear but like just we can't do anything about that
2: mm-hmm.
0: yep by the way i was thinking about uh, olga corbett and you were mm-hmm. you were mentioning her earlier it's and actually, hard not our, to
1: think about olga corbett once it, it, once she enters your mind
0: <laughs> the best part is I, I swore i she has a nickname do you remember sparrow from minsk
1: Wow, no, I don't. Well, I remembered this.
0: The reason why I wanted to look it up, I wanted to make sure I was right because I didn't know if it was like sparrow or or swan. Is you know, there's that male app sparrow, of course. Oh yeah. And I was like, oh, I think there's a tie in here that we can sort of get her into iOS somehow. Yeah, Mm. she was known as the sparrow from Minsk. Mm.
1: Minsk. Say Minsk. 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 Minsk.
0: So yeah. Anyway, just a random tangent. I, I, I had that bird image in my mind. I'm like, I gotta look it up if it's sparrow or swan. I'll have a good joke here. And it's, yeah, sparrow from Minsk. Sparrow from Minsk. So, yeah. All, All right, right. So, so let's, let's see what else. else. Um, so so anything else quickly about the badge? Because apparently that's you know n- next to something that we'll talk about later. That's sort of the uh, uh, big news of the week. Apparently, I got well, a lot, of, I, so a lot I, of fan mail on that.
1: I tried it and I thought it wasn't working because it just had a number. I Which expected one? like Which one? you know March 8 or whatever.
0: Oh, oh you, you tried, tried the date the icon?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it just gave me an eight because today is the eighth. Are you trolling? No, I'm not. I seriously oh, okay. expected okay, it okay, to okay. say March 8, 2013.
0: Okay. The reason why, you why asked I asked if you're trolling is you know just bad can only show numbers. No. Like 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 that was, like I, was the whole. But, but actually, expecting it, right. Okay. 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 okay, okay. Yeah. You were
1: but actually, I'd forgotten that. I, I would have had to look that up. I I couldn't remember if it was a string or a number. I'm
0: actually I'm surprised, surprised they don't. They don't, they don't well, I guess then the icons would start looking ugly if there was too much text,
1: right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, yeah when I, think, I realized, so oh, it's probably only numbers allowed. Okay,
0: fine. Yeah, yeah, no, And those were actually, to be honest, I would have rather put 3 slash 8 or 3 dash 8 or something like a month format, right? So mm-hmm, right. you know it's a date.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, so I, you know, yeah.
1: you could do it with zeros, right? Zero, 030813, zero, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe.
0: Yeah, I mean, at this point, it's in there. People have now said, "Oh, thank you so much for adding that." Oh my God! I mean, you should. So that's so. Right? Let's let's actually get to the meat now that it's in. People love it. Great. And and done. And Brent complaints about the date have gone.
1: So there you go. Right. Life is good.
0: Life is good. So, okay. Fantastic. So any other thing about the date badge again, one more time, because then I'll get into another funny, fantastic Mm -hmm. how one, I'm going to tell you a little, uh, little flubs that, that, that we made, or I guess I made. All right. So since I'm in charge of the design and everything, this was a decision that both of us made because obviously we discuss every decision, but I take responsibility of this just because I'm the design guy. So we have a new feature we added and it's causing a lot of confusion and I'm, uh, as I'm talking about as the words are coming out, I'm like, maybe I shouldn't say anything because then people are going to know about it if they didn't know about it. But I'm going to say it anyway because I think the best thing in life is to admit your mistakes, learn from them, and get better, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. We added a feature called Show Empty Days. If you go into Settings and you look under the new Day Ticker section, and that's another thing we did. We sectionized the settings because now that we added a bunch of new settings, um, and just so you know, we didn't add that many new settings, but the thing is some of the settings needed to be Sort of described of what they affect. So we had to create sections like saying this is for the calendar, this is for the day ticker, because it's not a global setting.
1: Right, makes sense. So
0: in, so the, day ticker, in the day ticker, do you see, day you see the show empty, empty days day setting? setting? I do. Okay. This confuses a lot of people, and I'll explain why. This is only on the day ticker. In the day ticker, we made a really, we think, and, and we're really, really confident that it's good. Um, design decision that we snip out or clip out. If you've ever seen the jaggy lines when you see certain dates missing from the day ticker, mm-hmm. if there are more than three empty days in a row, three blank days, three empty days in a row, we snip them. It looks like a little clip, like we clipped it out of view.
1: Yeah, yeah, I see But it.
0: only greater than three. And the reason why we do that is, let's say you have four or five or 10 or 20 empty days in a row. Why would you want to scroll through empty days? The whole point of the day ticker is to be quick. Mm-hmm. And if you see them missing, then you can say, oh, they're missing. I know they're there, though, right? You only want to see dates you have events on. Right. The reason why we have three or less that we show is so you can have a full week in view. view. Because if it's, Mm -hmm. you know, you need, if you you have two empty days days, and three days showing, you you have to have five days because the day ticker's five days, right? Right. So So three three is the magic number number that allows you to always see five days in a row without a snip, right? So great. Everyone loved it. No one complained. What we did have is people asking to show the empty days. We don't know why, but a lot of people wanted the empty days. Huh. Um, I guess one, one, one reason is, you know, they just want to see their days. They don't want to have to, like, I don't get this, but I'm just trying to sort of see their point. Let's say you go from 28 to 6 because you have no events from the 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, so on, right? Right. Then you have to sort of say, oh, why did that end? Like you have to think, right? Some people don't like to think, I I guess, right? So we said, okay, that seems reasonable. And we had enough requests and we were like, okay, we just, you know, day ticker, show empty days. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? This confuses everyone. Because when they turn it on, people who don't have a lot of empty days, let's say only two or three, Nothing changes, right? Mm-hmm. It's only snipped days that are greater than three. Uh, yeah. So if you never had any snips, then you don't really know about it. Mm-hmm. The people with the snips love the feature, right? Mm-hmm. Yay, thank you very much. I mean, they're not even complaining or anything. right? But now everyone who is using Fantastical is now like, well, what is this? Fe-? The main thing is, what does this do? I don't understand. I see empty days, whether I turn it on or off. Mm-hmm. Here's the, so here's the big problem we forgot. We took for granted that we know that people are going to know that empty days are snipped greater than three. Right. Big mistake. It's a mistake. mistake. I I take full responsibility responsibility for it it, it, that I I took took something something for granted that that was communicated, expecting that new users and old users alike understand something. I also took for granted, number two takeaway, is that all users have greater than three empty days, meaning that they're going to see the snips. If you don't see the snips, you never see the snips. You don't know what that means, right? Mm -hmm. So this option, the real problem here is the naming of it. Not show empty days, show all empty days, should have mm-hmm. been what it should have been called. Mm-hmm. With maybe some help text underneath saying like, Fantastical normally snips or hides empty days greater than three in a row. Enable this to see all empty days or something, right? Like we're, we're working on the solution now, but it's basically a labeling solution. Right. Now a bunch of people have actually, um, a bunch of people have actually, uh, I guess, complained about the fact that they don't see all the empty events in the list, right? So they basically want the list. <laughs> this is the part where I'm sort of like fighting for this, but then as as Kent and I talk about it, just so stupid, right? If you have empty days in the list, would you want to see empty headers that show like, you know, Wednesday, March 20th, and it's just a blank header? Then, it, then the next header immediately is Thursday. So you could have like six blank headers in a row. Would you want to see that just to see all your days? Never. Okay. There are people who want this. Why? And what we originally decided, the first fix that, that we sort of discussed, or at least I thought of, was, so show empty days when you turn it on. It affects the day ticker and the list. Okay. Then there's no more confusion, right? You'll see mm-hmm. the empty days in the list, you'll see in the day ticker, it'll be under uh, the general settings and then no one will be confused, right? Show empty yeah, days, you sure. see them and you don't. But the empty list heading showing empty events is just dumb, right? Your list below is supposed to be like a to-do list. It's mm-hmm. only supposed to be things that have things, days that have events. It just doesn't make sense. No. But you do agree that in the day ticker, when you're swiping through, looking at your weekly agenda, snipping out the blank days greater than three does make sense. Oh, totally.
1: Yeah. My my day ticker has snips in it. I like that. Yep.
0: Yep. Now, can you sort of see the rationale of some people who want to see the blank days in the day ticker just so they have a continuous stream of days?
1: I think so, because it gives you a sense of distance. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, how far away something is. Perfect.
0: And that's how we sort of said okay we'll put in the feature to show empty days you know or let's rephrase it show all empty days right mm-hmm, in right. the day ticker unsnip them if you will
2: mm-hmm.
0: but really one word show empty days versus show all empty days confused a, i mean it's our number one like problem right now and it's a big problem like we're getting a lot of support on it right so again i take full responsibility because forest through the trees assumed people would know that you know hey show empty days you turn it on you see more you see the days that were hidden but if you don't have more than three they were never hidden yeah and I think it's a good learning example to basically say you have to think about your words carefully and as you know we talk about this all the time settings are dangerous yeah they sure are and yeah your,
1: your words are hugely important text is a big big part of user interface and writing stuff clear clearly difficult especially when you forget that they don't know as much about your product as you do
0: yeah yeah and you know from I don't know just basically when you look at this situation I think it is very 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 important to say I made a mistake
2: mm-hmm yeah
0: because I could blame it the customer right I could blame it on the customer and say Oh come on! I mean, it says show empty days. How would you not know what it is? But yeah. if they don't have greater than three, they're never going to have that 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 actual that option. What we should have done, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, and I didn't discuss this with Kemp, but it's not bad. Is only show that setting if their calendar has greater than three empty days in a row. But now we're talking about what well, we have to process all the days ahead, and how do mm-hmm. we know how many they have? And it's right. probably impossible. And I mean, that would sort of be one way of solving it, right? You only mm-hmm. show it if they have more than three empty days.
1: Sure, yeah, but that doesn't work anyway. I, I, I think your the word, your best word bet all, is to. Look yeah. at that text and maybe add yeah. some help text and, you know. Just well, that's what we're going
0: to do. We're going to probably, I mean, right now the answer that seems to be logical is instead of saying show empty days, show all empty days. Mm-hmm. And then underneath, as I said to you, um, I think the closest thing that we have right now that sort of fits well is, uh, you know, empty days are hidden when there are more than three in a row. Enable this to always show empty days.
1: Yeah. Sounds Simple. about right. Like yeah. a,
0: couple, a couple sentences, right? Mm-hmm. Two sentences. Mm-hmm. And then... That's pretty much it, right? I mean, that yeah, helps. Yeah,
1: that should that should cover it, yeah. In fact, now, I, I didn't even realize consciously that that, that snipping was going on. There um, it is. So
0: Kent yeah, even pointed, pointed this out. out. Before we added this setting, mm-hmm. no one was aware of it. Yeah. It just sort of worked. Yeah. The right. only people that noticed it were people that wanted empty days.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now that we've added this setting, people are like, what do you mean? Like, this basically sort of brought to light something that we were doing subtly that was so impacting Mm -hmm, right you know what I mean I I mean it it is it's sort of one of those things here you go settings are dangerous Mm -hmm. so yeah kind of a um, faux pas so anyway we're we're fixing it and that's that other than that the release has been great cool awesome congratulations thanks we put in a ton of features uh we really tried to on this update especially oops especially with how well Fantastical did on launch day, of course. We just wanted to kind of reward our users. I mean, it sounds corny, but it's true. It's like you helped us get to number one on the App Store. You really supported our app. We want to make our next update amazing, something that really surprises and delights because... A lot of developers out there will do something, maybe become big, and then they kind of go a few months or rest on their laurels or just do bug fixes or whatever, right? Right, sure. I think basically in under three months, coming out with a major update like 1.1 that hits, I would have to say, 90 to 95% of the top requested features, that's, you know, we feel like we rocked it out.
1: Excellent. Yeah, that's the way to do it. That's how you do it. Yep.
0: And um, yeah, a really good launch. Uh, people seem to like it. Good feedback. Main two problems are, well, the doc, the funny part is the date doc badge icon is not a problem among our users. It's only among identical cousins listeners. (laughs) Of course. So, you know, that's, that's, I I care about our listeners. So of course, you know, how to talk about it. Well, yeah, I I have to explain things. I hope our listeners understand my position. Now, more importantly, I hope they can see the value of being flexible when you may not agree with something, but you do it anyway. Mm -hmm. When it's the right thing to do and you've really thought about it. Mm -hmm. Pros and cons.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yep.
0: Oh, let's see. Anything else? Um, I think that's about it on my end. Um, you know, in terms of the, the you know, just Fantastical 1.1. One, one, um, oh yeah, I'll, I'll give a little, little, uh, teaser to our listeners. You know, our contacts app that we've been like working on forever. Mm-hmm. Funniest thing is Flexibits has been around since uh, two years. Actually, this May will be our two year anniversary. Fantastical came out in May, 2011. Okay. And, you know, Fantastical for Mac, we've actually had now a year and a half plus of updates. That's pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah, no All free updates, all free features. Mm -hmm. And then Fantastical for iPhone came out in November. But as you know, I think around, you know, for a while, over a year, we've been working on our Contacts app. Right. And we teased about it and everyone keeps asking about it. And I've mentioned it, I think, a couple times on the show. Mm Mm-hmm. But um, we had changed the design. I think we talked about this, right, on one of our first episodes, how we just threw the design away because it just didn't feel right. Yeah. Does that ring a bell? Yeah. Yeah. And we're about to release to our testers the alpha with the new design and the new engine and all of the major changes that kind of is what put it on hold for so long, Um, yeah, to our testers and start to get their feedback on it. Of course, you're included. Oh, cool. And um, I, I'm, I'm both excited and nervous because, you know, this is sort of the firing shot that's like, hey, release is in sight. I mean, I'm not saying it's released tomorrow, right? Obviously, it's an alpha. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of r- road ahead and work to do. But you know as well as I do that when you have a build that has a new UI, and I'll tell you, the UI is solid. I mean, it's a really solid alpha. We could potentially call it beta one if not for the fact that it's just missing features right
1: now. -hmm. We
0: try to keep it real. I I think when you name something a beta and you know you have a lot to do, it's kind of unfair to testers. Yeah, sure. Because a lot's going to change, right? Yep. And you're not going to get good feedback. Um, And you just say to a tester, hey, look, this is an alpha. It doesn't have everything. We just mainly need testing on usability. And some people don't want to test at that point, right? Some people don't test until they're really scanning it. Yeah. But anyway, the point is, is yeah, uh, so for those who have been waiting for the Contacts app and everything, it's hit a major milestone. It's going to be going into a, uh, the new design that we've been working on a while. It's going into an alpha, and we're moving along with our development really quick. Mm-hmm. Our goal is to really ship it as soon as possible. So, cool. I
1: can't um, wait to see it.
0: Yeah, can't wait to show it to you. Cool. And that's about it from my end. Um, I think it's, uh, it's, it's your turn.
1: Well, let's take, take a break and talk about our sponsor for this yes. week. Yes. Uh, Our excellent sponsor, I might add. Most excellent sponsor. Uh, It's the same sponsor as as last episode, actually, and it is Windows Azure Mobile Services. And you can get to their website. I remember the URL this time. It's www.... Jeez, let me read it instead of remember it. www.windowsazure.com slash iOS. And if you go there, you will actually see videos uh, with me in them where I walk you through some tutorials on getting started with mobile services, uh, doing things like um, user authentication, push notifications, uh, scheduled scripts for things like you know downloading tweets or RSS feeds, um, using the database, all that good stuff. It, it, it's a really, really nice system. So mobile services is a high-end component. Um, you write your code in JavaScript, you don't have to use C sharp, or, uh, you don't have to install Visual Studio, you don't have to do any any of that kind of stuff that you might expect from a Microsoft product. Um, you work in your browser, you write a little code, configure some stuff, and you've got a back end for your iOS app, which is you know really, really cool. It, it makes stuff a lot easier and a lot simpler. And I'm a big fan, which is why I did videos for them.
0: And I think it's also important to point out that the support that they provide is really good. Um, once they said they wanted to become a sponsor, obviously I looked into it a little bit more and started to get more familiar with it. And they're really, really supporting it well. The the amount of yeah, just the, the support is great. Like I'm really impressed at how on top of it they are.
1: Oh yeah, they're fantastic. Um, uh, and very eager to to make this a great product and uh, help people uh, get going with it and uh, and to solve their problems. Um, you can look up Josh Twist on Twitter. That's um, uh, at josh twist, all one word uh, and he will help you uh, he's fantastic excellent so having done these videos, you know i did get uh, uh i did get a few people who were really surprised that I had gone and done some work for Microsoft
0: yeah actually now uh since I was under the gun about a little bit of uh, controversy, if you will let's uh let's shift to you getting on the hot table, shall we yeah, um I don't think Although it, although I have to I have to point out to be honest I I saw a lot of these comments. Guess what everyone? I love Microsoft too. So there.
1: Yeah, right. Well, for one thing, they're sponsoring our podcast, right? Which is That's very better. nice of them.
0: And it shows you that they actually support iOS and Mac developers like mm-hmm. you and myself, right? Yeah,
1: absolutely. And and you know, they're they're very gung-ho for iOS support in, in Azure. So,
0: And we can actually take it back old school, but I mean, you know, people will argue, well, it was because of antitrust and all this stuff, but Microsoft is the company that gave Apple enough money to continue running, didn't they?
1: Uh, they saved Apple. Yeah,
0: they Correct. did. Correct. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, people will argue that point, but I don't care. I, I've i always had admiration for Microsoft because what they've done is not easy. hmm And good decisions or not, bad design decisions for sure, things that I don't like about them for sure, it doesn't matter. They're a great company.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think these days an incredibly interesting company, um, the stuff they've done with the, I keep thinking it's called Metro, but it's really modern UI, um, is really not what I expected to see from them. You know, I expected some kind of, you know, iOS clone in the way that Android kind of is, uh, but no, they went out and they designed the hell out of their thing and, and made, uh, made something new. And I'm really proud of them for that. I, I'm, unfortunately, it doesn't look like uh, they have a lot of customers for this stuff yet. I don't know if that will change. They may be just straight up too late. Um, beats me. But another, another part of what makes Microsoft really interesting to me is that they seem to be spending more time um, putting a lot more emphasis on services like Azure. And as they do so, they are making sure that they work um, with all kinds of systems. They're they're not so much being you have to buy the entire Microsoft stack to even use one single thing, right? Because Microsoft used to make its money. They would sell you Windows. They would sell you Office. They would sell you Exchange and SharePoint. And, and you couldn't, it was hard to just use one thing. You would kind of have to buy into all of it. And that's crazy, right? And, you know, as an iOS developer, I don't want to use Visual Studio for anything. Uh, right. I don't want to learn C sharp. Uh, everybody knows at least a little JavaScript, you know. So Microsoft does the does the thing that ten years ago they wouldn't have done, but today they do, and they say, "Okay, you want to use our service with JavaScript? Cool, here it is." And and it's not J sharp or some crazy thing either. It's you know it's JavaScript, right? And they seem to be turning into kind of like the the IBM, um, the way IBM turned into a. a a services company uh, enterprise services company Microsoft seems to be doing that more and more but with um, but with less emphasis that um, that they have to sell you on their entire stack anytime you buy any one thing And I think that's that's absolutely the right way to go
0: yeah and I think more importantly as I mentioned about their support you know uh, Microsoft is one of those companies that big or not they've been around a long time, right? As long as mm-hmm. Apple for sure. I mean, yeah. they sort of started with Apple, right? Yeah. And there's a reason for that. It's not just because they've made good business decisions. It's not just because whatever. They they actually make good products and then support them. If they were really that horrible and really that bad, people would everyone would say something bad about them. And I think their reputation, just like with Azure, shows that when they create something, they at least try their best to support it. I mean, there's a couple flubs. Obviously, we could talk about the Zune or other things, mm, but sure. no company's perfect. I could talk a lot about Apple's flubs as well. Yeah. Anyone yeah. remember, what was that, iPod Hi-Fi? Remember that big boom box or whatever? Oh, I yeah. I don't remember sure. what that was. I mean, I can... Whatever. It's just like...
1: We've already talked about ping. <laughs> uh, I That's what I'm suppose, saying. I mean, yeah. we
0: can drag a lot of things out, but I think the, the key thing here is, and the reason why I joked about you being under the hot seat, because I certainly don't think you are, is you made a decision to make videos for a company and a product that not only support us, but that you like. Obviously, mm-hmm. if you didn't like them, you couldn't talk about them. I know how right. you are. Yeah, And I think it's also important for everyone to know that just because you're in the Apple ecosystem or you're an Apple guy, doesn't mean that you can't do things for other companies, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you also have to make decisions about things that you want to do. and. You've made that decision, and I, I think it's fine. I mean, I I, I like the videos, actually. I think they came out great. I think they have a good tone and flow, and I think you're actually a good instructor.
1: Cool. Thanks. You're welcome. Yeah, and then, you know, I remember um, when I worked on NetNewsWire, I added Google Reader syncing, right? So I worked with Google. Um, with no this one complained pop- about that, did they? Uh, no. No. Yeah. Uh, That's a good point. Actually, no, some people did complain about that. Now <laughs> they look back. People <laughs> like, was how like, come dare on, not you? no one complained. Come on. <laughs> it, was the, it was the single most common feature request for like two years. Add Google Reader Syncing. And then as soon as uh, I did that, uh, yeah, there were people were like, how dare you? I won't, I won't trust my data to Google their you know, evil empire and so on and so on. You know, There's always an evil empire, right, to somebody. One of those yeah. empires is evil at least.
0: Well, I, I don't know. I think it's in life, people want to have a villain.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You kind of need something to rally against.
1: Yeah, sure. I
0: do it. You do it. We kind of all do it, right? It's right, of ages. course. Mm-hmm. But I just, I've always said I like Microsoft. I think Bill Gates is a great guy. Mm-hmm. And if Bill Gates was such a bad guy, I mean, obviously in the end when Steve, there were all those interviews towards the end and they shared memories. And obviously I assume a lot of that was because... Steve knew the end was near, so to speak, Right. Sure. Um, but they were, they were together a lot, Bill and Steve, and they talked a lot and you could see the candor, right? Mm-hmm. You could see the relationship. If Bill Gates was that bad of a guy, especially with every story that we've heard, like where Bill stole all the stuff from Steve, right? We saw oh, right, of sure, pi- uh, sure. Pirates of Silicon Valley and all that. Like why would Steve Jobs still talk to him, right? Mm-hmm. Steve right. Jobs is definitely the kind of guy, was definitely the kind of guy that when you were on his bad side, you were on his bad side pretty much forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think mm-hmm. there were, there were battles we know about. And clearly, if he likes Bill Gates and he still has a relationship with Bill Gates and still wants to reminisce about Bill Gates, must be a pretty good guy, or at least a straight-up guy. And I, I, I think I, I've i always two, admired
1: Bill Gates. The two of them had some affection for each other. I think that's undeniable. I agree. Undeniable. And I think
0: yeah. well, they spent a lot of time in the infancy of the computer age. And I mm-hmm. think just the way Steve Jobs saw the computer
1: for everyone, Bill Gates did too. I think they were two of a kind, right? That they could... Yeah. They could understand each other in ways that nobody else could understand those two men.
0: Yeah, actually, I, remember, I had a discussion with someone about this a few weeks ago, and here's how I put it. I said, Steve Jobs, you know, because even Bill Gates said Steve Jobs has taste, right? That's the mm-hmm. big thing. Yeah, Steve Jobs, they Steve Jobs and Bill Gates both saw the computer as a tool that would change people's lives that would be a huge business. Mm-hmm. Zero question. They both saw that exact vision. Steve Jobs saw it as something that should be an experience. Bill Gates only saw it as a business.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think that's sort of the difference.
2: Yeah,
1: sure.
0: And that's fine. I mean, you know, look at Word and look at Excel or things in the beginning when Microsoft were making products for Apple, for Mac, right? For Apple, sorry, mm-hmm. for Mac, Th- they were good products, yeah, right? No question. There's, there's a reason how Microsoft got big. They didn't become big overnight. They made good products that and in- that afforded them the ability to then copy Mac and make Windows, mm-hmm. right? Right. They didn't come out of nowhere. People forget that Microsoft made apps only at one point. Mm-hmm. And they were good apps, were they not? Absolutely, yeah. That's, That's it. So, you know, man. people want to just, I guess, have... I, the, the, the truth is, is that there's really no company you should hate for any reason. Because Except for GoDaddy. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. True there. True, if true we that, need a villain,
1: that. let's stick with GoDaddy.
0: True that. I will not argue that
1: point. Mm-hmm. Probably think of a couple others too. Yeah. Domino's.
0: <laughs> Did you see that Domino's thing in Japan?
1: No. Oh, man. Of course, I'm
0: gonna forget it now. Uh, hold on, I gotta find this. I gotta find this. It's the funniest thing. It's the funniest thing. Yeah, we gotta leave this, yeah. Time. So, basically, the CEO of Domino's, um, uh, do you know Hatsune Miku? No, okay. <laughs> so, basically, there's this, uh, it's it, it, a virtual singer, Hatsune Miku, right? It, okay. It's a vocaloid, and vocaloid, tra-
1: I've never heard that word before.
0: You don't know this, no? What's they're a computer? Vo- th- they're basically computer generated singers that are like like they use it for marketing wow so what they did is they created these characters that are these virtual singers they're not real they're like anime they're oh. anime singers right okay and then they, they 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 basically are these anime characters that have become so popular that they actually have their own comic books you know manga mm-hmm. and uh, they use they use them like celebrities so picture Angry Birds, right? Like, Angry Birds is popular. Sure. It would be like the bomb bird becoming so popular that then he becomes a spokesperson for, like, Chevrolet or something. Okay. So it's, like, ridiculous. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is why I love Japan. But anyway, mm-hmm. that's another story. So anyway, they, uh, <laughs> the 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 CEO of Domino's, uh, president of Domino's in Japan is actually what he is. I thought he was a CEO, but whatever. Um, I guess president, CEO, whatever. But in Japan. Mm-hmm. It's just awkward, awkward, awkward. Awkward. I mean, Japanese commercials are awkward to begin with, but they're like awesome awkward. This is just awkward, and I, I, we've got a link to this in the show notes. I'll okay. I'll, I'll give you the YouTube link. Um, yeah, I, I just I I just you'll have to see this ad to believe it. And uh, basically, how do we even get on this? I don't know. But anyway, yeah, just just. just You'll see uh, companies we hate Domino's. That's how we get on this. Yeah. So right. when Billings. you see this commercial, you'll realize, yeah, you'll 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 see why Domino's is a company we hate because I I I have to think Japanese people didn't really put this commercial together. I have to think like American corporate Domino's was like, well, this is how it has to look. It, mm, it, like mm. it's their impression of Japanese. I mean, maybe mm. I'm wrong, but I've seen Japanese and there's They're a lot really of good Japanese helpful. stuff I love, and this is just awkward. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just you'll you you got to watch that thing at some point. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, what else? What else are we talking? So, about? anyway, uh, Brent did videos for Microsoft.
1: We love them. Get over it. Yeah, as Steve Jobs said, we have to get over the idea that for Apple to to succeed, Microsoft has to do badly.
0: Yeah, that's uh, I forgot that point. That's true. Yeah. That's
1: well, and what, ridiculous. what is
0: what is what's more ridiculous is why for Apple to succeed, do
1: people have to do anything but make great
0: apps or buy their mm-hmm. products? Yeah. Right. That's how I kind of view it, right? Yeah.
1: For Apple to succeed, Apple has to do a great job. Yeah. For Microsoft, for anyone to succeed, they have to do a great job. And well, and this thing that um, our sponsor, but uh, this thing that they make, I think it's really good. Yeah. So anyway. So
0: so let's say that thing that our sponsor makes. Let's let's not call it Microsoft. We'll just pretend for one second that our sponsor <laughs> right. makes. Let's right. say it was it was Brent Co. Hmm. Brent Michael Co. Right. No one ever heard of him. Brand new company, right? Brent Michael Co. Presents uh, the BM As- Company. BM company, yeah. Let's go MB, Michael Brent company. <laughs> the MB company. It sounds like Mercedes-Benz. It's better.
1: A lot better but, than BM.
0: All right. Yeah, for fair. sure. Well, right. I guess it depends on how good the product is. Could be BM. <laughs> but let's say, right, so so uh, the MB company, right? hmm So then then what? So people just go, oh, Brent did some videos. Cool. Because it's Microsoft, it, like, causes a brouhaha. Like,
1: yeah, right. But not really. I don't think anyone was serious. No. You know um years uh, like ago think, they would like have, have been no was, but yeah, that's these days,
0: actually you know, it's funny as you know. google has gotten big it's kind of like the the evil emperor uh v- 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 role has changed to to f- away from microsoft have you noticed oh, that? i know it's true i kind like, of it, think it's funny
1: it, it makes me think of 1984 where we have always been at war with eurasia we have never not <laughs> been at war with eurasia Exactly. Despite the fact that, well, yeah, it used to be somebody else.
0: Yeah. We've always been at war with someone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah. It's crazy. You know what? Yep. There, There is no war. Yeah. There's
0: no war. We love Azure. They sponsor our podcast. And more importantly, we think the product is super. Well, let's put it this way. There could be products, there haven't been, <laughs> so, but there could be products that if we really weren't into it or we thought it was a problem or we thought it was something that we were against, we wouldn't accept them as a sponsor. I wouldn't. I mean, I, obviously I can't speak for you, but I know I wouldn't. Yeah, right. Exactly. You have to speak yeah. about a sponsor that's products you like, mm-hmm. otherwise you're, you know, and we don't need a sponsor, right? Yeah. yeah. You don't need a sponsor to do the show. We have sponsors that help us do the show and also... You know, it's our time and we have to pay to get the servers up. And we have costs, right? But yes, we do. at the end of the day, we want to also talk about sponsors that we endorse, not just accept money just because we're accepting money. Right. I would have to say if Walmart asked us to sponsor our show, I'd have a big problem. Mm. I would. Yeah, I would I, I've put I've put it out there publicly and I'm just mm-hmm. going to say it. I, I'm not saying never right now because I'm with the doc badge thing now never say never no
2: mm-hmm.
0: but no but it's true They're a sponsor I would literally have a problem accepting money from because of a lot of their business practices
1: well more realistically if GoDaddy came and said we'll, we'll you know oh, that's, double that's, your a no. normal... that's a certain though yeah so, no what's that
0: that's a no until GoDaddy comes tomorrow and is like we'll sponsor you for a million dollars just because they want us to sponsor them right yep
1: yeah we just say nope sorry
0: well, it would be awesome, actually, and I think I would do it. We'd have to talk about this, but I would say no just to say it. we turned down a million dollars from GoDaddy. Yeah, right. Wouldn't that be better than taking a million?
1: So GoDaddy, if you're listening, you can go ahead and safely offer us a million dollars. and we'll We say really no. won't accept it. But yeah, it would just be cool. Just go for it. would for just it. be cool. Just be like, it you know. It would that's, be fun a, as yeah. long as we can talk about it later, you know. Yeah, exactly.
0: We'll, we'll save that story for when whatever you're
1: working on finally ships. Actually, you know, we've kind of mentioned the them issues. enough. They ought to sponsor us. We ought to get money for this. It's true. <laughs>
0: You're getting more air time than Azure. <laughs>
1: that's not right.
0: It's all, yeah, but we hate them, so that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. No one's going to actually buy their stuff that listens to our show, right?
1: Right. If Please. we see
0: any comment on the glass board about anyone who bought their stuff, we stop doing our podcast. How's that? Let's, let's just throw out a threat. It'll be awesome. Someone okay. will take us up on it, and then we won't have to do the podcast anymore.
1: Oh, yeah, hey. Although I like doing it. Yeah, All right, I digress.
0: I, I won't stop doing the podcast if you like, Go Daddy. Sorry.
1: No, but we'll look at you askance.
0: Speaking of the glass board, shall we shift into glass board mode? Because we're getting close to time. We might as well. Yeah, we
1: have, and we have questions. Good questions. Yeah,
0: let's get, we, have, we do have really good questions this week.
1: There's an eight on my fantastical icon. Wonder why.
0: <laughs> today's date. Oh, oh yeah,
1: right. Okay.
0: Turn that off. Go to today's uh, remaining events. That's the that's 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 the that's the sauce. Okay. Yeah. That's the whole reason that the dock badge even entered the app Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it was such a good feature that i mean if we didn't have that that feature of the today's remaining events then the date would have never got in there right although i guess i could argue that if we really support is a burden right Mm -hmm. so if you get everyone asking for a feature i hate to say it but at some point you do have to weigh the you have to weigh the value to yourself versus the value of you know an hour a day answering support tickets for people who want something, right? Or an hour a week or whatever. Yeah, I
1: used to call this email-driven development where I'm just like, oh, for God's sakes, I'll just do whatever these million people are asking for so I can actually have time to do some work instead of just doing support.
0: It's a good phrase, actually. And you want to know what? It's not actually a bad idea, and I'll show you why. If you actually have a 1,000 people or whatever asking for the feature, then those are paid customers, hopefully, right? Mm -hmm. You hope that they're not just... So what's wrong with adding something to drive business? Mm -hmm, I mean, obviously, if they ask you to, you know... Put a something on your home screen, whatever. But you know what I'm getting at. Yeah, you right. just it's it's not a bad idea to do email driven design. I mean, yeah. you gotta be careful. In this case of the doc icon badge, we certainly were careful, right? Mm. I've I've yes. questioned this thing for days, so everyone now knows I was cautious about adding it. And I obviously was almost not going to add it. But yeah, there's nothing wrong with giving in to your users when you've
1: thought about it. So we have a question from Chase Carroll on the Glassboard board. He says, as an iOS dev, I take time to actually read through the release notes to app updates. Yesterday, I got a fantastic kick out of the humor found in the release notes for the new version of Letterpress. Do you guys put any extra thought and care into your release notes? Does the average iOS user even take the time to read them? That's a pretty good question. Yeah, you you go, you go. I don't care. Yeah, so... Um, I, I was not indie for, uh, the entire length of the iPhone app store. And so I think that probably made me more cautious when writing release notes. And in fact, it wasn't even always me who wrote the release notes, though. I usually had to edit them for grammar and punctuation later anyway. Yeah. So yeah, I took care to make sure that they were accurate and well-written and so on, but I didn't tend to you know, add any extra humor that I might have added had I, you know, been the sole person in charge of it. Uh, And I figure, yeah, nobody ever reads the release notes. (laughs) Well, with Letterpress, with Lauren,
0: obviously people, well, okay, let's try this way. The people we follow on Twitter read the release notes, Mm, right? Sure. Because we've seen tweets about it. Mm -hmm. But... uh, the question was asked by our listener in terms of, as a dev, does the average iOS user take time to read them? My gut has got to say no. The average iOS user does not take the time to read them.
1: Yeah, right. Do They hit the, the update button or update all. And exactly. Whatever. Or yeah.
0: they hit it and they look for their feature that they want. Mm-hmm. And even if there's jokes or other stuff, they just zone it out. Right, right like, sure. Let's say there's been a crash. Well, hey, is a crash fixed. I'll look for it. Maybe not. But that's. I, I would say... Um, that's rare. Yeah, it's rare. Lauren is, is 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 a great guy, and he did it just because he was having fun. He was like, hey, I mean, mm-hmm. this is his character. If you know Lauren, he's a fun guy. He's funny. Yeah. He's trying to be goof, and it's good.
1: I, I, like I goof, think that a goof. if you're a developer, you're writing those things for your peers. You exactly. Know, if I'm exactly. writing that, it's because I want you to see it or, or Lauren or, or any. You know, any, any other developer to see it. I
0: think also part of the reason he did it, I did not ask him this, but my gut is that he did it to see if people do read the release notes. No, oh,
1: sure. Right. And what he found was that other developers do.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yep. That, like, his fanboys on Twitter do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean that with love. I'm just, it's true, right? Absolutely, like, people yeah. who people who want to talk about him mm-hmm. talked about him. They, they had a reason to, and that's fine. And I thought they were hysterical. Yep. And it shows that he has a good sense of humor and all that. But. Um, just to answer the question, I don't think the average iOS user takes the time, but it's still worth doing. Yeah. Here's the thing, Chase, if you want to do it and you actually think it's cool and you think people will take note of it, then why not do it? Because even if one person enjoys it,
1: Hey, that's better than none. Mm -hmm. Well, here's the thing. So, you know, um, if people tweeted about it, I even blogged about the release notes. Did he get some extra downloads because of that? Yeah, maybe even though the average user doesn't look at them.
0: Yeah. That's true, because, you know, if there's a couple tweets out there, then people go, oh, let me check this out. Mm -hmm. I mean, Letterpress, I'd have to say also that Letterpress was a huge app. I mean, it had a huge launch, huge following, got really big. It was a good game, Uh, especially a game. Look, Lauren already has a lot of fans, but especially a a game, I don't care who put it out. It's hard to get to the top where he got. Right. It's a great game. I love it. Everyone Mm -hmm. loves it. But I think for him, I don't think he said, hey, I'm going to do this to get extra uh, hits. I, I just don't think he thinks that way. I mean, obviously, he's trying to promote the app, but I don't think that's the reason. I think the impetus was more of to see as a test. He's a big tester. I mean, Letterpress itself was a test. He, mm-hmm. he was testing a user interface, an engine. Right. It, it was done really as an as a experiment. Mm-hmm. So, but it got... I mean, what's the worst that could happen? So, yeah, back to the user's question is, I mean, again, I don't think the average user takes the time to read them, but I think... Okay, so wait, another question he asked. I'm sorry, do do we put extra thought and care into our release notes? I do. Uh, The release notes that Kent and I do, they go to me at the end. Kent kind of puts it together about what it is, and I do the polish. It's very important not to have insanely long release notes, because then no one will read it. Oh, look at this, you know, quagmire, right? Yep. But, and I don't mean Family Guy. um, But basically...
2: You mean like Vietnam.
0: (laughs) Do I?
1: I don't know. For me word association quagmire always goes to vietnam i suppose younger people might go from quagmire to that guy on family guy though
0: well that was the thing i was um, i was thinking vietnam or you know a conundrum right sure quagmire of bureaucracy whatever but Mm -hmm. yeah immediately i was thinking of glenn quagmire from anyway yeah so i digress so the 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 question is is yeah i do think about them and i think it's important to do the following Features first, so anyone who's skimming them gets the sale, right? Oh, this is cool. I want to get this. This adds this. Because features are the best, right? People don't really care about bug fixes, right? No. Hopefully they'll be in there. No. And then the bug fixes. And then if you have a ton of bug fixes, just do a generic ending thing like we do, which is like various bug fixes and improvements. Yeah, right. So it's like features, obviously ordered importance to least important, but they should all be important, but still you order them. Mm-hmm. Major bug fixes that are going to be important because maybe you had a bad reviews or people were complaining vocally. Right. And then one catch all if there's a lot more. If there's only three things, then just put those three things. If there's only three things and those three things are not that important, maybe just put two Mm -hmm. and say, you know, this new feature or whatever, or just say these two bug fixes or whatever. But yeah, definitely put some thought and care into them. Don't just, even though people probably aren't reading them that much, you still got to have them, you still got to have them appropriate.
1: Yeah. But what you don't have to do is, you know, make them funny or or entertaining. Yeah. You, You don't have to. If, if you can, if you're that kind of exuberant type and, and you want to have fun, that is cool. Yeah, so but you, you don't to have to.
0: anyway, so you do what you want.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So, um, excuse me, Jake Savin. Yes. Now, either, Jake, Jake oh,
1: okay. I've known almost longer than anybody. He worked with me at Userland Software. Really? Yeah. yeah. He was my wow, co old school. From All the right. late 90s to 2002 wow so he
0: asks if either of us use usage telemetry in our apps and if so do we use an existing service or library do we roll our own and if we do use telemetry what design decisions has the data helped us help helped you make so we don't use have usage telemetry so we have two versions right we have fantastical for mac and fantastical for iphone Mm -hmm. what we do have is and i guess i'll give a disclaimer we're using hockey app obviously in both of them Mm -hmm. um and again full disclaimer um i'm a Co-founder in Hockey App, so it's my company. Right. Um. But with Hockey App, what we use for on Mac is you know um, we use, we use obviously us for beta, for beta, deployment, for beta deployment, deployment. But what we what do we is you're able, able to, to through Sparkle, you can't get like usage telemetry. But you know with Sparkle, you can gather anonymous system data. Sure. So uh, Hockey App actually works with Sparkle, and what we do is we just have a uh, uh, it's an opt out obviously, but there's include anonymous system profile, and then we're able to tell what they're using. It's not usage data. It's more system data and anonymous system profile. So we can say, hey, can no you one, know, else, you, know, you know, we support 10.6 and 6 higher. So, so, hey, look, we only have 3% on 10.6. We're cutting that out in Fantastic Hell 2.0 or whatever. Right. And no, Fantastic Hell 2.0 is not coming like next week. So stop the rumors.
1: It's coming um, out tomorrow.
0: Yeah, that's, that's actually the big surprise. <laughs> two, two apps in, in two weeks, folks. <laughs> no, yeah, I wish. So the other the thing other is on iPhone, iPhone, we use Hockey app for the crash, crash reporting. reporting. Oh, we use Hockey app. I'm sorry. We also use it for the crash reporting on Mac. What am I thinking? Hmm. So when there's a crash, you get a dialogue, and it's like, hey, would you like to submit this to the developers? And you can add more info, and boom, you got it. Um, on the iPhone, we, use, we don't use any usage telemetry, but we do use um, Hockey. Again, when there's a crash, you can send your crash reports. And we're going to probably add a feature from Hockey that exists now that's actually a great feature. The reason why we haven't added it is we just we want to make sure for our own use with Flexibits that we're doing it right. Um, are you familiar with the feedback feature of Hockey App? This was recently added.
1: I haven't used Hockey yet.
0: Okay, well, we got to talk. All right. Because it's really good.
1: Okay. And we're all developers. I, oh, and no way. I take yeah, it back. I think I... You have used it. You have. Yeah, I did use it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And the thing about Hockey App, and I, I love to say this, is it's all, all four of us that founded it are developers. This is uh-huh. our, like, this is a second gig to us as a tool that we need for our real gigs. Cool. So we're driven by our development. We're not mm-hmm. driven by business decisions, so to speak. Right. And, you know, we'll have complaints. Oh, my God, you have to pay for this? Because obviously our indie plan, which is only $10 a month, by the way. Mm-hmm. But people complain, you know, other things are free. Test flight's free, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But, you know, when you're not paying, you know, what's, what's the customer? Who's getting the... Someone has to pay, right? Mm-hmm. And with hockey, we're just getting enough money to cover our expenses so we can run our company. But anyway, feedback, just to throw one more thing in there, because it has to do with the question of usage telemetry, is a feedback option. And basically what you can do is in your app, instead of having them email you or go to a web page where you do a form, it's a beautiful in app, you know, native interface that you can just add feedback. And then what it does, it basically turns it into a ticket. And it's actually compatible with bug trackers or other tracker systems. And you just basically in app can start having a discussion and the user can provide feedback to the developer.
1: Well, that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. And um, one of the other nice things, this is not in deployment, um, but it's in our betas. We do have usage telemetry from hockey app to see which devices were tested, which language was tested, what testers were using the apps for how long. During the beta, we definitely capture um, usage information. Mm-hmm. Um, analytics, which are the usage telemetry stuff, like hardcore analytics, Um that's available for, for alpha and beta apps. So you can do that in alpha and beta, mm-hmm. but live apps is coming soon. Okay. So we are working on more analytics, mm-hmm. but uh, I mean for live apps anyway. But All anyway, right. yeah, so that's, that's, that's what I got. What about you?
1: Uh, I do nothing. <laughs> I've long been of the, you'll forgive nothing. We forgive nothing. You know that? Pritzizana? No. I can't
0: believe how old, oh, thank God. All right. Just go ahead. I don't uh, even know where I just went with that.
1: I've long been of the opinion that the only thing worth measuring is profit. And I don't really care about measuring anything else.
0: <laughs> That's why you did videos for Microsoft, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Did you, you don't remember Princey's Honor? I got to go back to this now.
1: You know, I've never seen Princey's Honor.
0: <laughs> so it's a movie from 85. That's why I figured you would have seen it.
1: Yeah, isn't it? A, it's a Mario Puzo book, I think. Maybe. yeah. yeah. I, don't know, I sure. think
0: you're right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's a, there, there was the mafia boss. And he's like, we forgive nothing.
1: Mm-hmm. I'll
0: always remember that line. I don't know why. All right. So
1: the well, real reason I, I don't do usage analytics is that I... Besides I've, caring about profit. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's just me being flip. What I care about is actually hearing from users. So that feedback thing sounds very nice. I like to hear stories. I like mm-hmm. to, you know, what problems people are trying to solve, uh, what they do. And, and I, I like that a ton. And that you tells just me a stories. lot more... Than Sorry, just ahead. sheer numbers. You know, how many times did people run a search or, or whatever it might be? I didn't really care about that stuff.
0: You just said stories, and that's the key with feedback is mm-hmm. the reason why we did it is look, any app can, you can say, send an email, email to the developer, to the developer, developer right? right? But by, by putting, putting in this, this in app sort of for form where, where you're kind of, kind of it's kind almost of like a chat. Question. I mean, obviously, it's not live because you got to send it, wait for the response, and so on sure. and so forth. But it is like a discussion, it's like a story. Users can post their ideas or discuss problems and, um, the other thing is, so you do it in the app and when you as the developer get it, you can either manage it right from hockey apps, web UI, mm-hmm. or it can actually come to you as an email and mm-hmm. you can just reply right from the email. And that actually sends the reply right back in, in the app to the user.
1: That's great. That's what I would do. Yep.
0: Yeah. So, so we'll, we'll talk about that So I want to mm-hmm. get you using that in your new stuff.
1: Yeah. sounds cool. Yeah. Like so I, I, I treat software as, you know, it's, it's more of an art or a craft rather than, you know, uh something for the bean counters um
0: people. that's actually a good point i want to, I want to throw out one more thing we don't think we'll ever use analytics and i'll tell you why a i don't think it's a real cool thing to track your users use uh you know uh actions so that's
1: an excellent point yeah i,
0: I mean that i mm-hmm. you people say oh come on come on i'm not i'm not one of these big brother crazy people but i just i just don't I think am. it's right uh, <laughs> i know you are that's what i said i i just don't think it's right though like i think You can do better than that. Mm -hmm. Now, someone will argue, well, don't you want intelligence? Isn't intelligence king? Isn't it, you know, having no way? Well, yeah, but you can figure that out without uh, tracking everyone's usage. Yeah. At least I think I can. Yeah. I think I've done a pretty good job proving I can. I,
1: I think so, yeah.
0: So, yeah, so that's just to also clarify that. I did say that hockey app has analytics coming for live apps, but it won't be necessarily a ton of the user tracking every move. Like, how many times did he open this? And, I mean, it might. We're going to go down the path of what our users want. And again, our users at Hockey App are developers. Right. So if it makes sense, we'll do it. But mm. for me personally, this is now Michael speaking as Flexibits Michael. Um, I, I'm kind of against doing hardcore tracking of users' moves, mm-hmm. as I know you are.
1: Yep. Yeah. And so even if I weren't against it and, and did it, I'm really afraid that having that data would influence my decisions in a bad way. So I, I just don't even care to know. All right. Let's move on to the last question. Yes, we? Elliot Neal. Go ahead. Elliot Neal on the glass board writes, I'm working on a new podcast client for iOS. It would be great to know what you guys use, what you like about the current client, clients, and what you would like to have but don't. That's a good question. So I actually don't use a podcast client. Um, I don't really listen to
0: podcasts. I, I just don't. Um... When I do, I do listen to podcasts, but when I do, I'll just generally go to the website and listen, uh, you know, hmm. find a topic or something and listen. I'm not a big, like, got to have all of these and got to say, I, I get why people do, but just for me, I don't. However, um, for the times that I have used it, uh, generally, I just use Apple stuff because it just works, at least mm-hmm. for what I need, for what I need, and that's not a lot.
1: So uh, A2? Uh, i'm afraid that elliot's not going to get great intelligence from us um i listen to podcasts um a number of them i don't know a dozen or more um and i subscribe entirely on my macbook air and i use itunes and there you go and it works fine i never listen to them on my iphone or ipad or whatever um probably because i hardly go anywhere you know i gotta work i'm at home
0: well, and I think for you, if if what you're saying is like me, that you just subscribe, it's done, it comes over, you sync, you're done. Yeah. You're not looking for bells and whistles, right? Right, sure. I'm and, I'm not
1: even I looking do... for, I mean, there's no syncing even, you know? I yeah. just I just subscribe on my air and they play from there and yeah. yeah, it just works.
0: I mean, I certainly have a lot of friends who listen to podcasts religiously and what they like about certain clients, and maybe this will help him, is features that help you manage your podcast, especially if you have a lot, like... I don't know if apps already out there do this, but let's think of a push notification, right? Oh, hey, a new identical cousins episode is up. Push mm-hmm. me a notification and let me know. I don't want to have to check for it. Right. Um, things like that. I, mean, I just I, those are the kind of features, I guess. So um, unfortunately, I can't really give you a great answer. Mm. So uh, the next one. Oh, know I, you know,
1: sometimes that. I'd like a, a skip forward button.
0: There's no skip forward button in the uh, Apple.
1: I don't know. Maybe Not there is, and of. I just Not haven't that noticed. You know it. Of. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. That's, yeah. So maybe you can give him a couple features you would use or want.
1: You know, that's about all I can think of.
0: So put a skip forward button in there and push notifications to let you know when new. Uh, yeah, episodes but come out.
1: I, I don't want push maybe. notifications. I get too many as is. I don't. I don't I, care I about them that either, much. I wouldn't either. But I could see yeah.
0: people who want to know about new episodes that yeah. are. Con- it's sort of like on TV. Oh my
1: god, when's the new episode coming out? Right or whatever. Yeah, when I want to listen to podcasts, I'll look and see what I have, and I'll pick one
0: right and that's why i for me i i kind of know which podcasts i like i do listen to certain podcasts but i'm not like a subscriber Mm -hmm. i just go randomly and check it out like oh i want to hear this one this week see i find
1: it easier to be a subscriber then it just comes to me and you know i've got you can make the decision i've got the one window i've got you know some 10 or so on played and i pick which one i want to listen to next
0: Okay, so uh, Mark Reed, we already answered the question, of course, about the date badge, why I had the change of heart. Oh, yeah, yeah. John Broadbent wants to know why we included the date badge, <laughs> see? Hano mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Ten and saying Steve Jobs changed his mind all the time is not a valid excuse. How did I not like that statement? I just liked it now. Yeah, um, damn, why didn't I see that before the show, and then I could have just come on and been like, Steve Jobs changed his mind all the time, and just like, you know, ended the podcast.
1: You have so, the power of editing.
0: I hope. Uh, <laughs> that's true. That's true. I hope uh, Hano uh, now uh, you know, gets my. I hope it is a valid excuse. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. John Johnson said he finally started listening to our show today. Too many podcasts competing for his ears. Anyway, really enjoyed it and not much else to say. I don't know why I was reading this, but that was very nice of him.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Josh. It's Actually, cool. we don't
0: get a lot of those just random, like, just no, no questions. That's very nice. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Can you do the next one?
1: There's more. Is ah, it. let's see. Okay, Paul de <laughs> Lou, maybe that's a that's a lot of that's that's an impressive number of vowels in a row. I'm gonna go with Paul de Liu. Paul de Lou, loving the show. So, in a blatant <laughs> attempt to inspire more episodes, I'll ask a question. I'm developing an iPhone app. It's a simple enough children's learning game: letters, animals, colors, etc. I'm past the proof of concept stage, and it looks pretty good. Just to see if I'd have any App Store imperial entanglements. I submitted a version to the store, it got approved, ready for sale, pending developer release. I could very well release it and see what happens, but I know it's not quite exactly what I want it to be for a 1.0. On the other hand, releasing it will inspire me to keep the momentum going, and really, well, it'll never be finished, but you know. Have you been here? What did slash would you do? I will likely want to make a decision before you guys record next, but I figure it'll make good fodder for discussions. Thanks for the show and for using such an excellent means of delivering feedback, um, etc. cetera. Uh, then he goes on. He, he,
0: he, no, et cetera. You got to give the rock part. That's awesome.
1: He says at the end, rock.
0: Yes, exactly. Thank yes. you. You did it perfectly too. That's exactly how he said it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And oh continue. boy. It turns out oh, there's yeah, this, quite oh, a thread yeah, here. Yeah. Um,
0: well, first of all, first of all, I'd like to say, how come you're using test flight not hockey app? Okay. I'm skipping this question. Yeah,
1: I'm still using test flight, so you can beat me. Up. Like, All
0: right, I'm going to so, come to Seattle and, and and have a word with you. Maybe I'll hop on a plane next week.
1: That's probably a good idea. Yeah, I might do that. All right. So the thing is, he's got a 1.0 up there, but he's not sure if he should actually release it. Mm. And I, you know, you really only get one shot at 1.0. That I, is true. I would, I, you know, if you're on the fence, not really sure if that's quite 1.0. I mean, obviously there are going to be things you still want to do. There may even be some bugs, but still, I think you need to, I think you need to know that that's really 1.0. And the way I usually gauge is, am I, am I completely exhausted? Then it, then it is 1.0. If I'm not completely exhausted, then I've got more work to do.
0: There was a philosophy I heard and I, I like it. I don't know that I, I don't know that I prescribe to it, but it's I like it. And here's sort of the philosophy is you develop your app and you keep it. First, when you start, you think about what you would put in 1.0 everything. You just go nuts. You're like, what would this hmm. have if this was perfect? And then you start to cut back things to create your 2.0. Like you start to basically take things out and say, well, you know, what's not going to make the cut? You're basically designing your 2.0, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And then you're working backwards to say, well, what can I ship in a reasonable amount of time that's actually good? Mm-hmm. But then when I'm done, when I can I continue, continue on and keep working. working. Again, I don't prescribe it to that just because I, I try to do the best job I can with 1.0. And I think if I think about all these features, then I'll be like, oh, my God, they got to all be in 1.0. They're all so great. How can I cut them, right? But right. Um, that might work for Paul. Um, the other thing I would say is just, you know... Uh, I personally know when something's done, when it's done. you kind of like, well, this is a good app. Mm-hmm. You know, people are going to like this. We, I think people are going to like this. When we released Fantastical, the craziest part about Fantastical is I loved the app, the Mac app, when it was first in design, design and development.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm like, oh, my God, I love this. I loved the app. I'm not going to lie. I loved the app. But I was like, I don't know what people are going to think of it. Like, it, I love it. I designed it for me. I, it works for me. It's great. But... At that point, when I released it, I said, well, I love it, and it's solid, and this is, you know, this is a 1.0. It's got the features. Actually, when we released 1.0, this is another good story, we didn't have edit or delete in there. Hmm. So could you imagine we released this app that had the parsing engine and all this stuff, and you could not edit or delete events. Yeah. It was basically just like, look at events and add events. That's uh-huh. it. Right, yeah. Yet we got away with it, right? Because uh-huh. editing and deleting was difficult. It was destructive, and it was very complicated. Mm-hmm. And we made the decision to ship 1.0 see what happens, and add editing and deleting later. Mm-hmm, and sure. you know maybe in there is a good example for Paul in that sense. Like We actually cut out vital features like editing and deleting. And you know what's funny? We released in May, and we added the editing and deleting uh, in October.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, big so span like four, of time.
0: F- five months later, yeah, that's a long amount
1: of time, right? So I think the thing that, things to think about is, uh yeah you can cut even seemingly vital features the key is to make sure that what's in there is really really good
0: yeah definitely Definitely.
1: and that's your 1.0 and you know you could say oh well, i want all these other things but you know it's a really good idea at this point to learn from actual customers because there'll be things that surprise you things that they want or 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 things that they have trouble with maybe uh and you just don't know you don't know enough about your product yet to go adding more features until you've uh until you've given it out to the world
0: just so you know paul did release his app okay i just took a peek at it Mm -hmm. and um it's called typey typey Mm -hmm. it's a great app for kids to learn how to type cool uh the first thing because i always like to give some feedback try to help people uh it looks great i actually think it's a nice app and what it is basically it's a simple typing app you type on the keyboard you get results so it kind of you know intrigues kids to type right Mm -hmm. the one thing i'd probably say is is kids are obviously drawn to big things and the type, the keyboard's very little. Mm. So I would have him think about, and you know, this is a two Oh, maybe how do you start with big keys, maybe just four keys on the screen and let them do that. Mm. And then after a while, it kind of keeps zooming out until it gets to be a keyboard. Mm-hmm. And then they understand that these big keys are actually little keys in a grid. Mm-hmm. Just something that popped in my mind that I thought could actually be cool.
1: Right. Sure. That's there a good you point. Go. There's my feedback. Yep. On the other hand, though, and you don't know, you don't know until you try it, kids might complain right away. No, I want to use the same keyboard that my mom uses. It's true.
0: But also kids have little fingers, which, you know, you could say, well, it's smaller to easier to type, but also harder to get motor skills to hit something specific, you Mm -hmm. know, hand-eye coordination. Sure. But anyway, that's why I'm saying eventually it can come out to be mommy and daddy's keyboard as they're, you know, uh perfecting the tapping of big buttons that mm, kind of then mm-hmm. zooms out over time. Right. You have to, you have to talk about it a lot, but I just think that could
1: be clever. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Anyway, just a thought.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Okay. What else? I think, that's that it?
1: I think that may be it. Yeah.
0: Wow. Well, thanks for all the comments, everyone and kind words and support. Um, I know I've gotten a bunch of just random pings or messages of people who like the podcast, and that's cool. I mean, obviously, Brent and I chat because we just love to chat and want to share share our stuff, stuff, but it's really rewarding to hear hear your feedback, feedback, so thank you. you.
1: Absolutely. Thanks, everyone.
0: And uh, what else? What else is going on? Anything else exciting, or should we start to wrap?
1: (sighs) I think we're about out of time. What do you think? We're out of time. (laughs) We are out of time.
0: It's the best, dude. That's always going to be our sign-off. We're out of time. (laughs) We're out of time, folks. Because, you know, you and I just have such just tight schedules. Oh, yeah. Sure. We're out of time. Out of time. But anyway, yeah, that uh that wraps episode 12 in the bag. I cannot believe we're up to episode
1: 12. Wow, 12.
0: Right? And uh, much love and thanks to our sponsor, Windows Azure. Thanks, uh,
1: mobile services specifically.
0: Yes, and do you have a URL one more time to give our listeners?
1: Sure, it's www.windowsazure.com iOS. Cool,
0: check them out, support them, and uh, thanks again for having them sponsor us. And uh, that's pretty much all I got to say.
1: Cool. Same here. I think we're done.
0: All right. See you next week, everybody, or in two weeks or something.
1: Bye. Bye. Leave Kathy's
2: live most everywhere. From Zanzibar to Barclay Square. But Patty's only seen the sights the girl can see from Brooklyn Heights. What a crazy pair.
1: He adores a minuet, the ballet russe, and crepe Suzette.
2: Our patty loves to rock and roll, a hot dog makes her lose control. What a wild duet, still they're cousins,
1: identical cousins, and
2: you'll
1: find. They laugh alike, they walk alike, at times they even talk alike.
2: You can lose your mind.